and welcome to this podcast episode of Let's Talk, a podcast for special needs and ADHD parents. I'm joined by Ken Kilbride, CEO of ADHD Ireland, who explains how the charity is supporting children with ADHD, their parents and teachers, online and in person, all across Ireland. Thank you very much, by the way, Ken, for agreeing to do this. So, can you tell me? Uh, about ADHD Ireland, who you are and who you can support. Well, hi, thanks very much for the opportunity for, uh, for asking us to come along to do this. Um, say I'm from ADHD Ireland and H- ADHD Ireland is a small charity. Um, we have about five staff. Uh, it was originally founded back in 1980 and it was founded by a group of uh, parents around the table who found that you know, there was no support for their children in Ireland at the time. And so they came together um, and about 1985, they decided to get um, incorporated. And the organization was voluntary for about, you know, 25 years after that. And it's only in the last couple of years we've started receiving funding through the Irish Health Service. Um, And that's enabled us to grow the organization significantly over the last three or four years. And so we now have about four or five staff. Um, And in terms of the services that we were able to provide, um, we are a charity, so um, again, what we do is we have a support line, um, and that's one of the big things that we do. So we get about two and a half thousand calls per year, um, and you know those calls are really from people, you know, trying to find out, you know, where do they go to get a diagnosis and other supports around ADHD. Um, we also have, you know, loads of information available through our digital channels like our website, ADHDIreland.ie, and you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, but we obviously do an awful lot to help people with ADHD. Um, and our mission is, um, is quite simply uh, to help those affected by ADHD. You know, uh, the important word in that uh, sentence is probably the word affected. And so within that, you know, that includes everybody, um, you know, people with ADHD, those children, their parents or adults. Um, but what we mean by affected is those who also help and provide services to those with ADHD. That includes professionals people like teachers um, and uh, doctors. But we also deliver what we would call psychoeducational support ourselves. So the type of things that we would deliver ourselves would be support groups. So at the moment, we have support groups for partners um, of adults with ADHD. Uh, we have support groups for adults with ADHD. Uh, we have support groups for parents of children with ADHD. And we have support group for teens. Um, in terms of Ireland, one of the recommendations in terms of the uh, treatment for children when they've just been uh, diagnosed with ADHD, um, the first recommendation is usually parental training. So again, we run our own parental training courses for uh, parents with ADHD. And so again, in the autumn term where we are at the minute, you know, we have four courses uh, um, being done. Uh, three are sold out, the other one's halfway sold out. So they're very, very popular. Um, since the COVID began, you know, we've developed a huge range of online supports. Um, and again, type of things like that, you know, we now have a weekly mindfulness class every Friday. And we have online drama for teens. Um, we're now running an OT class uh, for parents of children with ADHD. Uh, we're doing um, play therapy. Uh, we have an adult productivity. Um, we're continuing to do um, our public awareness, but obviously all of that's online now. And so the type of things we're doing now is we do an awful lot of webinars. And so the webinar coming up at the end of this month, uh, run in partnership with ourselves and the ADHD Foundation from Liverpool, um, and it has a host of international speakers. 
uh, we're also going to be doing um, a, um, a webinar with uh, UCD and Stanford University around neurodiversity in the third level sector. And we have a couple of others coming for ourselves. And um, as I say, we do an awful lot of what we would call awareness talks. Um, and those, they're the type of things where we go out and talk to organizations. For example, you know, yesterday I was talking to um, a school here in Dublin um, on how to support a child with ADHD in the classroom. And so again, there's a wide range of variety of supports that we offer, um, but we're always looking to increase those. Fantastic. And, um, and if, if there wasn't, say, all of the COVID and everything being online at the moment, can parents expect to uh, go to walk-in support groups? Uh, are there, is there something like that in place nationwide? Um, again, in terms of ADHD, and I need to contrast 2019 to 2020. Um, when we first started off, our first you know, became a professional organization as in you know, having paid staff some about two or three years ago. Um, one of the missions was you know, to get us out of Dublin. Now, just for, you know, if anybody's listening from outside of Ireland, um, Dublin is the capital of Ireland and based on the East Coast. Um, but for us to be called ourselves a national organization, you know, we need to be delivering support beyond Dublin. And so in, particularly in 2018, 2019, we put a huge effort um, into building those supports around the country. So again, at, at the end of last year, we had an awful lot of, you know, what you were calling down walk-in, face-to-face support groups. Um, and we had them in 12 counties around Ireland. But since uh, COVID has come and, you know, we've had the lockdown um, and type of restrictions here in Ireland, um, you're not allowed to have those type of groups anymore. So we removed them all online, but and um, you know the HSE, who's the uh, health special, or the health government health organisation here in Ireland. You know we've had a conversation about you know what's the delivery model for next year. And for ourselves, you know, Zoom has been great, um, and you know I'm not saying a saviour in terms of keeping the supports going, but there is a benefit in meeting people, you know, talking to people face to face. So we would see ourselves delivering, a, as I say, a blended model next year. Um, and probably only from the midpoint of next year, where we get back to face-to-face groups, but we'll still retain uh, those um, online groups. Because obviously just the advantage for an online group at the minute is um, you don't have to live near to it, you don't have to leave your house. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some people with children with ADHD, um, getting organized you know, to leave the house for you know, two, three hours on a, on a Tuesday night, or whatever it happens to be, can be difficult. And um, so again, it, it's probably looking at a blend of models going forward for ourselves. It's certainly very convenient for parents, as you say, at home, um, who find it hard to get away in the evenings. Um, you mentioned earlier about having a support line and that you get around two and a half thousand calls per year. Um, do you have any idea what percentage of those calls might be from concerned parents? Oh, again, it's very much 50-50 at the minute. Um, when I started off, i say the charity, um, and probably up to about 2015, was not saying exclusively, but mainly focused on children. Um, but since then, I say we've seen a, you know, a huge increase in the awareness of um, adults with ADHD. And um, so half our calls are from adults, but the other half are from parents. Um, and within that sort of half from parents, um, you know, 75, 80% are simply looking to go, um, I think my child might have ADHD. Where do I go to get a mm-hmm. diagnosis? And the other 20% are calls, you know, that um, my child has just been diagnosed with ADHD. What do I do next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... At, at what point um, do parents tend to sort of notice um, that their child might be struggling um, with ADHD? Um, again, there's two real points for that. 
Um, the first point is, you know, when we all love our children, we all think our children are wonderful and what they do is just what they do. And so again, when you're in a, um, a house that has a child with ADHD, um, there is the possibility that one of the parents also has the condition and it's undiagnosed. Mm -hmm. And so this behavior may be seen as, you know, uh, neural or typical behavior within the household. It's when the child goes to school um, and this behavior tends to be different from everyone in the class. And that's when, of course, it's, uh, so we would do an awful lot of uh, awareness uh, training for teachers um, on how to spot ADHD in the classroom. Because, um, you know, for, for ourselves, and I think, you know, the general precept for everybody is that if you can get the person diagnosed as soon as possible, life outcomes improve. And so mm -hmm. the earlier you can get the diagnosis and get the right treatment, and that does help. So teachers are very important for us in, you know, picking up those um, ADHD behaviors. Um, and usually what happens is, you know, and, and particularly around boys, because, you know, one of the things we do find um, in Ireland particularly, um, the highest rate of getting a diagnosis, the highest prevalence for getting a diagnosis is what's called prepubescent, which is sort of the ages of 8 to 12. Um, however, in that age group, uh, boys are diagnosed about four times more often than girls. So what you're finding there is, you know, um, little Brian, little Johnny, um, a lot of hyperactivity bouncing off the walls. Um, and it's quite easy for the teacher to pick up this. But the difficulty with that is that girls are not getting picked up because primarily they will have the inattentive form of ADHD. So they're not causing a behavioral difficulty or challenge in the classroom. Uh, they may be just daydreamy, staring out the window. And so again, we would obviously look, you know, we heighten that awareness in teachers and um, that it's not just the boy who's bouncing off the walls who has ADHD. It could be that girl who's sitting down the back of the class staring at the window. So we find that it's a very, very important thing that we're looking to get across all the time. And also with, uh, with parents who are calling in to ask, I think my child has ADHD, um, what, what advice do you usually have for those parents? What are the next steps that they can take? So again, if you get a, you know, a typical cause, you know, and it's a boy, and they're say in that age of 8 to 12, you know, the teachers come out to them on the very stage and says, you know, um, I think you might need to get this child assessed. Um, they then don't know what to do. Go on Google. Uh, we come up top of the rankings to give us a call. And so in Ireland, in terms of getting assessment, there's two main ways of doing it. Um, and the first is you'd go to your local GP and say, look, I mean, you want to get a referral for ADHD. Um, and they refer you to CAMS, which is the Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services. Um, and that's part of the HSE, which is the Health Service Executive in Ireland, which is the Public Health Service. Um, the, what they will do is they will do what's called an assessment of needs within three months of getting the referral. Um, but that's basically just to see what they think is going on. The difficulty is that, you know, um, CAMS, like a lot of health services, um, don't always have the full complement of staff and don't always have the full budget. Mm -hmm. And so basically they will operate on a you know, priority basis and the more severe gets seen first. And so if the child isn't that health, self-harm or any other things like that, um, you may find yourself in a situation whereby you've gone to CAMS, they say, yeah, we probably think your child is ADHD, but it's going to be a year, year and a half before we do the actual assessment. And now the great thing about it is, you know, when you do get into CAMS, the service is really, really very, very good. So we always recommend parents to do that. Uh, but some parents will say, look, I don't want to wait a year and a half um, or the year, whatever happens to mm -hmm. get the assessment. Because, you know, that's a, it could be a full year school with the child. And that's a big, big uh, um, disadvantage for the child, particularly if they do have ADHD. Um, so they'll say, look, I mean, what else can we do? And the other option there is then to go down the private route. 
And um, now there is not a huge amount of clinicians out there that you know we would know um, who would have the relevant expertise and training. Um, and people have come back to us and said, look, we've gone to this clinician and they were able to diagnose my child for ADHD and I found the service good. So we have that information and it's up on our website, which I say is adhdireland.ie, um, or we can email it out to people um, as we go along. But obviously the thing about that is um, you have to pay for the privilege of uh, um, getting the private diagnosis done and not everybody can afford that. Mm-hmm. So again, a lot of, an awful lot of people will you know, have to wait for the CAMS uh, to do the assessment. Okay. Um, and just thinking about ADHD in Ireland, you said that ADHD Ireland was started 40 years ago. Um, and so how many people are, are currently diagnosed in Ireland? I think I read a figure somewhere. Um, there's various figures worldwide on what is the prevalence of ADHD in society in general. And so again, looking at the international literature, you know, we in Ireland, you know, in both the HSE, when we're talking to academics and ourselves, uh, we'd use the figure of a 5% prevalence rate. And so again, if you get 5% of the Irish population, you look at 230,000 people. Now that's broken down into 170,000 adults, 60,000 children. Now the question within that, you know, just particularly looking at the children is, um, how many of those 60,000 are actually diagnosed? Now, the problem with that is we don't know. Okay. And so, again, I've got on the phone, I've, you know, phoned people, you know, the leading clinicians, uh, leading academics, and looking, how many people do you think are diagnosed? So the best estimate we can come up of, you know, and the diagnostic rate is about 30 to 50%. And so that basically will give you a figure that of the 60,000 children in Ireland, um, and just a child is defined now as zero to 18, um, you're looking at, 20 to 30,000 have a diagnosis. But the opposite of that is also probably true as well. Um, you're looking at possibly 30 to 40,000 children haven't got a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So there is probably in Ireland today more children with ADHD that haven't got a diagnosis uh, than do. And so again, you know, you, you see this an awful lot and you hear this in chat and, you know, on social media, occasionally in the media that, you know, ADHD is now being overdiagnosed. Um, absolutely not. Mm. You know, it's interesting because I once heard that only 10% of people who have ADHD are actually diagnosed all around the world. Um, yeah. yeah, which is really surprising. And it's funny because it, it does have a sort of a reputation for being like, oh, that's, it's like a kind of a made up thing. I mean, yes. I've certainly encountered that myself when I've disclosed that I myself have ADHD. It's sort of like, oh, we all do things like that. We're all, you know, people can be quite dismissive of it. Um, and it does make me wonder how how parents often feel, you know, when they tell maybe families or friends and they're met with sort of kind of dismissive, maybe well-meaning, but yet dismissive kind of reaction, you know. Um, so what do you, why, what do you think has, has sort of um, brought about, you know, the, the growth of ADHD Ireland? Was it sort of uh, that that you felt that there was such a need for it, like because it, it feels like in the past few years it's really becoming more and more known about. Oh, certainly. I mean, we are um, you know growing as a, a charity and an association, and um, you know one of the things that we look to to do is create create awareness around ADHD. And you know, I'm not going to you know pull any punches here, but you know there is still the perception out there in some places in Ireland that ADHD is the naughty child syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's caused by bad parenting. 
or it's um, a fictitious thing made up by the American Pharmaceutical Society just to sell more medication. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know that there, there is probably even clinicians are out here in Ireland um, who still don't accept an ADHD diagnosis. And, right. you know, we still know that there is, you know, teachers who've gone through the, to the training and just regard this child in the classroom um, as a miscreant rather than anything else. Um, but there is a changing perception around the condition. Um, and again, there is more science coming out to back up that view. And, and that's great to have that from our perspective. You know, there's been an awful lot of work done over the last 10 years in terms of brain imaging work, which shows that there is a different brain wiring for people with ADHD. And we know there is the different brain chemical structures, particularly around dopamine. And so again, there is that science there that's showing that it is a real condition. And one of the other points that we would also mention in terms of creating the awareness around the condition is, and you know, I know we were talking about children under 60,000 children, and, but there's 170,000 adults in Ireland as well who have the condition. Um, and you're probably right around that 10%. And again, those adults, when they went through you know, school, um, they were the class clowns. Um, mm -hmm. They were the jokers. And they wouldn't, you know, whatever that happened for them. But at the time when they went through, you know, ADHD wasn't seen as something that existed in childhood. We now know that it does. Um, and we now know that there is serious repercussions for people that go through into adulthood uh, with an untreated and unmanaged. Mm -hmm. and, you know, there is, you know, I'm not saying horrific statistics, but, you know, you know, we can show that, you know, adults who go into adulthood, you know, people with moderate or severe ADHD, and, you know, there's higher rates of marital breakdown, there's higher rates of unemployment, uh, lower life expectancy, um, higher rates of, you know, um, substance misuse around alcohol and um, mm -hmm. other uh, drugs like that, you know, so it's not, uh, you know, this childhood condition that you grow up or grow out of, um, and all of a sudden you're fine when you get to your 18th birthday. And um, it has long lasting life impacts, particularly when you don't get it treated. And so, you know, we're getting that information out there and it is creating more awareness around the condition. Um, and again, I have to say, you know, um, things are changing and um, more companies are looking to have particularly around your uh, work around neurodiversity and having new university strategies. So they get us involved in that. And we're now getting calls from schools to come out and talk to teachers. And, you know, previously, you know, five years ago, that wasn't happening. You know, regularly we're now getting calls for, you know, can you come out and talk to teachers? And um, again, no, not saying the work is anywhere near done yet. And, um, you know, it's, it'll be another five, ten years before we can change uh, sure. public um, culture and, and the um, awareness around the condition. But, you know, we're working on it and, you know, hopefully we will get there in a period of time. I was just thinking when I was researching actually for, for this interview today, I was having a look at your um, YouTube channel, ADHD Ireland YouTube channel, and I found some mindfulness videos and I found a very informative um, web video of yourself about just over half an hour long, just sort of going through, you know, general points about ADHD and what you do and stuff. And it was so, you know, it was so helpful and um and i uh and i just wanted to put it out there to people you know that you do have the youtube channel as well and i tried one of the mindfulness videos which was yeah. lovely um and i follow you myself you know on instagram and facebook and that so you have a very active uh social media platform going and like you mentioned you know that's where you uh, advertise all of your upcoming events and webinars and you've got some very exciting things coming up um for the end of this month and of course October is ADHD Awareness Month as well 
I think that's about it. And I'd like to thank you for, for coming in today, Ken, and for uh, talking to me here. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Happy to talk about ADHD anytime at all. Great. Thank you. Thank you.